Hey everybody, this is Brad Bruce and I'm here with Chase Marsiglia. And you're listening to the 5195 Podcast. Coast to coast. It's kind of cool. Yeah. You know, it's... It's not too bad. It's, you know, it's cool because it's, for the first time for our audience and us, the shows are current, you know, like from week to week instead of just just banking a bunch of episodes like we're just over on the hills of last week's episode and and just kind of trying to figure out this new medium of recording the show yeah so how do you think it sounded the last show i thought it sounded fine i did too i I thought it came came in pretty good all things considered you know we we have to contend uh, the things that we don't have to deal with in studio bars (laughs) you know (laughs) Wi-Fi, you know, it's, yeah. we do have some tribulations, but this is, this is just the nature of the beast. If we're not, if we're not inhabiting the same space, this is how we do it. Yep. I was happy that it came out the way it did. I thought it came out fine. Yeah. So was I, after we had done that first show, I immediately went into editing. Cause I was like very curious to see the quality. Sure. Yeah. I mean, we could have, it could have been a complete disaster. Yeah. And I was pleasantly surprised, you know, I was like, all right, this is cool. Yeah. And plus we were rusty as hell because I mean, it had been a couple of months, you know, a few months yeah, since we, yeah. yeah, since we sat down to, to do it and then doing it in separate states, it was a bit of a challenge. Yeah, it was. But what's funny is almost like actors who come back for sequels after a decade i feel like we slipped right back in we definitely did yeah it It was was pretty good yeah it was it was cool i was definitely uh happy with last week's episode and speaking of last week's episode you know we were heavily into the the writing we were both of us sort of picked the pens back up yeah so Um, where are you at with that right now obviously i finished my creep show short yes fingers crossed i sent that year away we both traded ours off we both liked each other's shit so hopefully something comes from that down the line but now that that was off my plate i started outlining um a new script that uh And we had talked about this a long time ago, how moods can affect the mood of your script. Right. Here I am in the dead of winter. Literally, East Coast is just getting fucked in the butt with snow right now. (laughs) Like, like seriously, like we're, we've got, it's, it's been bad. We got a really bad snowstorm and we in Michigan don't have it nearly as bad as there's other places who are like literally snowed in, uh-huh. but I was sending you pictures the other day. Oh like, yeah. It's just begun, you yeah. know, and at this point now, uh, my car is a white lump at the end of the yard. That's wild. I just, I don't, yeah. I can't relate. I don't even understand. No. And it's, it sucks. It's not like, <laughs> it's certainly not something I could be like, Oh dude, you would love this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. Well, here it's I am. Cause terrible. I'm also like, Oh bro. I'm, and I'm and I'm not trying to be a, a dickhead, but I'm being honest with you. Like I'm like it's fucking freezing here right now, and I look at the temperature and it's 62. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's that's freezing for you guys. Yeah. yeah. My my cousin referred to it as sweating weather because <laughs> he's in New Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> sweating weather. <laughs> no, I honestly next week we're filming. We're we're filming. Uh, we're Freudian slip. <laughs> Yep, we're recording this on the 13th, mm-hmm. starting tomorrow, Sunday, into the end of next week. We will be on my end of the street here, sub-zero. I just, I don't get it. Like, our highs, <laughs> our highs are going to be single digits. <laughs> our lows will be in the negative. 
and then the week after that, the projected weather is going to be in the 30s, which after a cold snap like this, yeah, feels tropical. Yeah, the 30s is yeah, shorts and land. You know? yeah. yeah, I mean that's that's what we contend with over here. It's just this yo-yo of it's, it's cold, but it, now it's freezing and now it's warm, and it's a wonder I'm not fucking. I get sick all the fucking time. It's a constant yo-yo. But mm -hmm. um, like I've said before, though, I feel like because of that, East Coasters appreciate bringing summer more because we deal with this. Right. So you get that endorphin rush when birds start chirping and the trees start turning green again. And it's like, oh, we made it. Uh-huh. You know, exactly. We're, we're in the oasis again. This is good. Right. Whereas, whereas you guys, you got you got what you got, and that's it. That's it. Either, it's, it's either super, super fucking hot, or it's comfortable, or like you said, freezing at yep. sixty degrees. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it is, and and I do have to remind myself, like, stop being such a bitch. When I look at oh man your weather or my cousins, I'm like, yeah, you need to stop. Like the last thing I want to do is be on the phone with you or him and just be like, oh my god, it's fifty five. Where's your cousin? <laughs> He's in uh, Maxwell, New Mexico. Okay, so he's he's east of you, but not way out here. Yeah, I mean, well, I, I'm, his weather right now currently is 36. No shit. Yeah, and then he's getting down in, uh, it'll be like 14 tonight, and then it'll be like 5. No, no, no. He gets negative, you know, he'll get like negative, negative 8 or 10 or whatever the other day, I believe, is what, what I saw on the, on the weather in app. In New Mexico? In New Mexico, yeah, because I mean, he's also... What? He's a very high elevation, I believe, over six, seven thousand foot elevation. Oh, okay, that makes some sense. Then. Yeah, yeah. I, when I think of New Mexico, I just say, you know Breaking Bad. I just think of right. desert. Right, but yeah, no, it's it's. <laughs> I, re I I remind myself, don't even bring up weather to them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think if you were to live out here a week during winter, you would probably be. I feel like you would be enchanted with it for like a day or two. Like, this is fucking wild. This is cool. Yeah. And then after the third day, you'd be like, get me back to California. Yeah, because it. it's like, well, I, I, have a, I have an escape. I can go home. So, yeah, you're just like, <laughs> the snowball fight yesterday was a lot of fun. Fuck you. I got to go. Yeah. Boy, but... does it bring the chagrin out of all of us. <laughs> yeah. that's. But I hate yeah. you use it to write, though. I do. And that's what I was getting at. It is constantly gray. Okay. And it's not even like. Like me personally, I love the gray before a storm. Okay. You get that electricity in the air. You know, yeah. the sky looks murky. I love that shit. This is like a metallic dystopia gray. Really? It's just you go outside and you're just like, it's it's not like a storm's rolling in. It's more like just playing the absence of light. Wow. The sun has been muted. Um, Some sort of purgatory. Kind of. It's kind of how it feels. And it, it gets India. And that's why... A lot of East Coasters, um, some of us get medicated up with like, we, we have to up vitamins. Yeah, I think we talked about this on the show. I think we did talk yeah. about that. Yeah. So we were talking about me taking some D. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Good memory, man. <laughs> Yeah, so I had the vitamin D. I, I don't get any vitamin D during winter. So, so yeah, literally, um, people, if, when they want to, keep their health up and keep their uh at least their mood anyway because you, it, it does take a toll you have to pop more vitamins you really do because you're not getting it from the sun because it doesn't exist it's just gone it's just gone yeah. yeah i mean and i mean with daylight savings time and shit i'm constantly driving away from the sun when okay. i go to work okay okay so like i work in the west so 
sun's coming up, it's behind me. And then when I'm going home, it's setting behind me. And it's just, yeah, it's it's a good three, four, five months even of just avoiding the sun, wow. whether you like it or not. Yeah, and, and everything is I mean, just void of color, right? That's what it feels like. Yeah, it just it's it it sucks. So yeah, you got dead trees, you got gray slush all over the place, and it's just it does affect your mood. I thought since we're writing again, why not use it and put it towards a script? I've been kicking around for a little bit that involves a very disturbing topic. Okay, and I was like, I'm just gonna outline this thing finally once and for all. And it's going to be a layered intertwining story, like three or four different stories that are all kind of interconnecting, involving the dark web, um, underground snuff tapes, and trafficking. That's a hell of a trifecta, man. And it's like all these stories are going to converge. It's even in the outline, I've reached a few yuck moments where I'm like, do I want to go here? And I just decided, yeah, let's just go there. And you did this to yourself. I did, because it kind of goes back to what we were talking about in episode nine about how the surface web is, you can almost accidentally see fucked up shit. Right. You know, like the surface web, it's no safer than the dark web. Mm-hmm. I personally, I don't have the guts to go on the dark web. Neither do I. For one thing, there's nothing out there I want to see because if I was even curious, it's on the surface web. It's the death and the morbid curiosity. Anything other than that would be straight up illegal, and I'm not even interested in that. Yeah. I read a book by Eileen Ormsby called The Darkest Web, and basically the, the dark web, she does it like in a tr- like a trifecta, like here's dark web, darker web, and then darkest web would be like red rooms and snuff tapes and, you know, child trafficking and shit like that. That's obviously the worst of the worst. You take all of that out, like the the highest of the darkest web, the most surface would be like drugs. Okay. You know what I mean? You go on the dark web, you want cocaine. Okay, well, I I got a contact on the dark web who can give that to me and not trace it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that would be considered like the, I don't want to call it PG, but like the The, most innocuous dark web. (laughs) Yeah, it's like the most innocuous dark web thing that you could do. Yeah. Next next level would be like assassination you can find hitmen on the dark web wow because you can't be traced and then obviously the darkest web is murder and uh i hate to say it but you know the child content so obviously there's nothing for me out there Uh but even if i wanted to do the research that eileen ormsby had done where she fucked around out there and saw things i it's apparently just a garden of viruses like if you if you get into the tor network just to download the dark web and access it you're opening your computer up to all kinds of fucked up shit yeah so that alone keeps me away from it because i i can't afford a new computer because <laughs> hey, I wanted to see what the dark web was like. And then, Oh shit, it crashed because I, I clicked hello. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm not going deep into the research. I use that book for my research, uh, but I'm mostly just doing it in a thriller sense. Like you've got cops on one side, lawyers on another side, and then you have crooked versions of both trying to keep things undercover. Okay. And it all leads back to tapes that are being distributed from the dark web I'm making a thriller out of that and it's, it's disturbing and it's gross and it's horrifying, but it's a horror. It's a version of horror. That's 
very real. Uh-huh. I'm sure shit like this happens all the time, especially, like I said, I read this book. There's plenty of terrifying stories in that book that are just beyond the pale. Yeah. And I just thought, you know what? Use the bad mood and go there. You know what right. I mean? Just just go dark and see if you can make a compelling, suspenseful, terrifying movie involving the dark, the underground dark web. Yeah. If I had to compare it to anything, it would probably be in the same vibe as like seven or eight millimeter oh. tough movies, you know, yeah. where it's an entire world that we don't interact with on right. your day to day. There's things going on in in the world that we're best not being privy to. And doesn't mean it's not happening. It's happening under our noses. But what if you tapped into that for a scary movie? Uh, Blumhouse had done the Unfriended movies. Right. And they did, the second one was called The Dark Web. And that was, it was creepy. But the thing is, those movies have a paranormal aspect to them. Yeah, that's what I thought. See, that's why I wasn't too, you know, excited to see them for that for that reason. I'll be honest, they're not bad. But really? In fact, the first one is, despite the paranormal aspect of it, extremely disturbing. Oh, no kidding. Uh, because it, it's very... It basically shows how the internet could be used to ruin a friend's life. And it's the, the entire point of the first Unfriended is that a these are all high school kids. And uh, one of their friends committed suicide and filmed it. And it oh, was shit. uploaded. Okay. And as the, I mean, it's, it's told in real time. The entire movie is from a laptop screen during like Skype. And come to find out all these kids who are joking around and hanging out during this Skype meeting, they are all responsible for the death of this girl. Okay. They pushed her to suicide. In that regard, it is extremely disturbing. It's very tough to watch. Incredibly well acted. It feels very immediate. Okay. You know, I mean, it's obviously the movie, I'm sure there's tricks and stuff to it, but it feels like a one-shotter, real-time Zoom conversation between five or six people who are all pointing fingers at each other about who's responsible for this girl's death. And, yeah. And it's, it's actually really, really well made. The second one gets into the dark web and it's really just kind of the first one. Again, there's some snuff stuff in it, but it kind of gets into, um, you ever heard of swatting? I have, which is terrifying, a terrifying thought. Um, there's someone from the dark web who is patched into all these computers all these people have in like a Skype meeting and it is systematically fucking up each person's life. Okay. Someone on the dark web has infiltrated their computers and is fucking shit up for them. And it's, it's, it was decent. It was compelling, you know, but the first one, maybe just because I was a bullied kid, you know, with yeah. depression and all that, the first one really touched a nerve. Mm, so I okay. thought that one was, I thought it was scarier. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the second one we touch we touch on the dark web. You kind of get a little bit of it from a movie called The Den. Okay. From about 2013. I don't know if you've ever heard of that one. I've heard of it. I've never seen it. That one's terrifying. Okay. That one, if you can find it, grab it. It's called The Den. Okay. This girl's basically doing, she, she got a grant from her college to do a study on basically a chat roulette app. Uh-huh. You know, she's doing like a dictation on the type of behavior you see online, which of course is people showing their dicks or, you know, just being gross, whatever. Yeah. Your typical online bullshit. But then she gets the attention of somebody who's now sending her death videos. Oh, shit. And okay. Knows where she lives and knows where her friends live and 
it's I, I I believe that's called doxing when you've basically taken someone's private information and made it public enough that you're stalked. You're basically stalked now. Yeah, that one was disturbing too, and that was one I just kind of stumbled on. I think it was on Netflix years ago, and I just took a chance on it. Okay, and it's extremely unnerving. Wow. Okay. So, yeah, yeah that one just feels way too real when you watch it. It feels very real. But that's that's kind of what I'm going for because I feel like if I'm going to do anything topical, the evils of the internet seems like a pretty decent place to start. Yeah. Just because we all use it. It's constantly in our hands. Of course. I believe our episode that we did on episode nine, it kind of played a part in me exploring it a little more and thinking, you know, what if this happened what if that happened right and, uh, it, it, it kind of sparked a kernel of an idea and i've pretty much just about finished the outline and i think it's going to be the darkest thing i've ever written oh, by far wow so i'm looking forward to seeing what other people think of it when i'm done obviously i haven't even started the script process yet it's it's going to be way outside of my personal comfort zone which uh the last time I did that was the the Judgment Alley script that I had sent you, and everybody liked that one, and that was the one where even I was like, eh. <laughs> yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed that script. Oh, I'm glad you did. I, I did. just I, That one's not me. You know what yeah, I mean? Well, it's well very... here's what's crazy. So you sent me both of them. Oh, that's right. I did send you the... Uh, the female version. version. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to be honest with you. Yeah, hit me, dude. I read it. And you're talking about the second one. The second one, yeah. Which I don't, yeah, I don't think you ever told me you read it. Okay, yeah, I did it, and I was kind of waiting, I guess, for this moment. (laughs) Okay. Um, It almost gave me the vibes of just like a bitchy woman. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like. (laughs) I know it's fucked up. (laughs) It's just. I don't know. Your script just felt very PMS to me. (laughs) I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, oh no, this is just a woman who's just pissed off and just this how this how they are. This, this is how women act. To a murderous degree. Yes. Cause I mean they all watch these fucking shows where they're plotting the demise of their significant others. Right, <laughs> so, right. So I'm like, oh yeah, no, he just did it before they did. That's all it was. This is just snapped before Snap came out. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's a totally different beast. Um, it is. It's the same. It's the same outline. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, no, it is. I think I just. What, what's that? I was gonna say it just takes different avenues, and it probably a lot more point of view stuff. Maybe definitely more point of view stuff for sure. It, yeah, because there's there's scenes in it that really put you in the shoes of the victims big time. Yeah. Yes, uh, for sure. More so than the first one. I don't know. Definitely more so than the first one. Um, the okay. first one, it's like you're almost excited because you're like, oh, well, this is guy, this guy's going on a fucking ride, you know. And then, yeah, yeah. and the second one, you're kind of like, oh, you poor bastard, you know, <laughs> like uh, you're 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 about to go through some shit, you it's know. Yeah. yeah, but I just fell in love with just the way the story unfolded in the first one. Okay. Because it, you know, it's it's one of those things where you captured the audience. Like I was the audience, you know, and yeah, yeah. and you had me asking questions and you had me go saying like, "Don't fucking do that." Or, "Why the fuck are you doing this?" You know? Sure. Like 
oh, I hate this motherfucker. Kill him right now. You know, like you had me engaged and hooked. And that's like all we could want as a writer is to engage the audience to where you're making them feel something. And then also, you know, the majority of scripts are very, very predictable. When Well, a lot of people went to that screenwriting school of you do it this, 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 and this way. Yeah. you can't do that's that's cookie cutter. You're it just is very cookie people, cutter. It is. You're going to give people their baby food the way Lloyd Kaufman refers to it. Yeah. You're just you're spoon feeding them the same old thing. Yeah. And and with I, this you I'm didn't. In that. You you didn't like it, not at all. When okay. I got to the end, I was just like motherfucker of the first one. Yeah, of the first the one original. of the original. Yeah, 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 I was like not what I thought. At all. And as a audience member, I was like, yes, that's fucking great. Like, that's what you want. You know, you want to feel that. We we go to the movies to feel something, you know, whether it be scared or happy or we want to laugh. And you're able to capture those emotions out of me in this script. I was very surprised, you know, like at the cool. ending. I was very, very happy. And then I was I was equally excited. Choice. What's that? Effective twist. It wasn't a very effective twist. And I was equally excited of the second one until I read it. And I was like, she's just moody. She's just a moody bitch. (laughs) (laughs) So I think in the first one, our protagonist is engaging with us. Yes. The whole time. Yeah. It's that the fourth wall is broken. Did I do that in the second? I can't even remember. it's, 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 It's not as prominent. Okay. It's more story driven. It's more just right. we're watching. We're not being brought yeah, into it. We're not, and I think more... I I liked that about the first one. You know, because it, it just seemed like such a fucking. He seemed like such a cool guy, and 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 he's got this really cool shit that he's very proud of that he's yes. that he's doing for for God. It was fucking awesome. I'm thinking like, wow, this would be a fucking great movie. There's this is the kind of shit that Blumhouse needs to be buying and doing because it's oh. fucking original. You know what I mean? Like I'm looking That's at their lineup and I'm like, Bleh. but but I'm, but yeah, seriously, like it's, as a horror fan, this is the kind of shit that I want to see. Like I don't I I don't want to see another doll movie. Like I don't want to see a fucking stuffed animal movie. I'm, oh. d- I'm done with this shit. You know what I mean? Like, right. or at least, you know what? Then fucking do some body morph stuff. No one does that shit anymore. You oh, know? know. Is some, something like the thing or whatever. Yes. Just yes. Something yes. completely unpredictable. Like you've never watched. Before, exactly. You know? That's why I was so engaged with your script because it was, it was really, cause you, you know, you had told me about it on one of the shows and, and I had never read it yeah and then i got it and what you were telling me on the show i was like man i'm just seeing this as like very 70s very gritty and raw and and when i read it i didn't adapt that uh train of thought but it definitely lent itself to building the world in 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 the you know in the city and it was it was just so much fucking fun like i loved the fourth wall being broke yeah. i love the other things that are coming and talking to him being like leave it alone let it go and i'm being vague because it's like you know uh, hopefully you you know you'll you'll put it out there to where people can read it and if someone has a, <laughs> like if there's an agent they'll be like hey i want to buy this because this is the kind of shit that i could see a studio making fucking a lot of money off of i genuinely sure. you know cuz it's just it's fucking original in it's it's a hell of a ride i really i I think so it goes back to what we were saying you and i both write what we want to see yes 
and neither one of us want to see the same shit over and over right and even like i've got i've got scripts that are in the cabinet quote unquote or in the drawer i should say yeah that um yeah i do have a vampire script i do have a werewolf script i have a script with both and zombies thrown in why not um i have monster scripts unlike anything we've seen and that's the point i can you should be able to take something and tip it over and do something new with it because frankly there's not a whole lot out there that's not been done Uh and even this script, this Judgment Alley script that you're talking about, as much as you enjoyed it and everything, yeah, there's elements of it that are very the prophecy, you know, with Christopher Walken. I see that. There's a little bit of angel heart in it. There's a little bit of, I'll even admit, I'll flat out put it out there. The first ever episode of Tales from the Crypt with Bill Sadler as the uh, executioner. Uh-huh. That's the idea I got for the fourth wall. Okay. Because if you think about it, Bill Sadler, he gets fired from his job as the electric chair guy. He's proud of the work he did. He loved working for the state. He loved killing people. So he went out and continued to do it. (laughs) Yeah. And that was sort of the kernel that sent me on to Judgment Alley was that episode, which I think was a Walter Hill episode. Okay. So, you know, like Tarantino says, I steal from everybody. (laughs) Right. And that's the thing. If you wanted to drop Judgment Alley into a, you know, a beaker and let it dissolve, you're going to see elements of all these movies I just kind of put together and made my own out of it. So it's not, it's original. It's It's a piece of original work. It's an original story. But anyone who's a huge fan of this, that, or the other thing, you're going to go, that reminds me of this. Mm -hmm. That reminds me of that. And yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. I probably watched it. Well, I mean, I think we've been borrowing all the way back to Shakespeare. So I think it's okay. Yes. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, I was going to say, nobody <laughs> nobody gets out of that one alive. <laughs> right. Um, but as long as you're just not outright stealing. You know yeah. what I mean? Here, so let, me, I, let me delete my script because I just wrote a script called Judgment Avenue. So I'm going to delete that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Judgment Avenue, man. That's... <laughs> Judgment Avenue. It could have been Electric Avenue. That one's fun. You can just take me down to it. I really enjoyed the script, though. And now I'm very curious to read the the newest one, just because the way you're building it up. And you built up the last one, and you were in a dark place, you said, when you wrote Judgment Alley. I can see it. Yeah, it's very... It's It's a tonal thing. Yes. It's it's, it's it's mean. (laughs) What's what's the word I'm looking for? It's not nihilistic. Maybe definitely it's yes, that is There's yes. Not, After reading the script that, it, yeah, nihilistic is, is a great, it's a great word. Yeah, it's just, there's not a lot of hope. No, there isn't. And that's, that's the thing I, that I really liked about it because no one was safe. No. And that was cool. You know, that there was no, there was no refuge to go to. It was like around every corner. It, that could be it. Cause yeah. there was a moment I was waiting on the higher ups to come get him. He kept just basically saying, fuck it, I'm going to do what I'm going to do what I do anyway to this guy. Not just that, but thinking that it's a test. Yes. You know, like if the higher ups are telling me to do this, yeah, they must think, um, you know, uh-huh. and it was like it was a perfect example of overthinking and it led to this character in ruin. Yeah, it's a really and, great script, uh, dude. I, 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 I really hope you put it out there for people to read because i i genuinely think that this is something that's viable to where someone could read it and go yeah we should make this into a movie because i think the fans as a fan would love to see this shit for that'd be cool yeah 
maybe when I come out. Uh, yeah, we we'll, definitely we'll should. I think one of those sites. Yeah, I think I think you should. I'm really curious to see how the next one goes, though. You know, this new one. Yeah, the dark web one. Um, yeah, I am too, because it's it's going to be tricky uh, juggling three or four different stories that are all tied together. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of happenstance that I'm going to have to dance around. But uh, again, I feel like with Judgment Alley and pretty much anything that you and I do, um, I've not seen anything like it. Right. This is something. This is something that if I went to the theater and watched it, it would probably fuck me up. And that's that's what I'm aiming for. I'm trying to make something provocative that sits with you when it's done. And then after that, I can go back to 80s fun, yeah. scary yeah. shit. Yeah. You, know? you and Marty can jump in the DeLorean. Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> go go visit Indy. Because honestly, that's more my wheelhouse. I, I enjoyed the shit that when the movie's done, I'm like, I just want to watch it again right now. I get this that. script is not going to be that one. <laughs> yeah, you know, I get that. This one's going to be more one and done for a lot of people, but it's just it's sitting too heavy on me, and I got too many ideas to not do anything with it, and it just it just feels like the perfect. So time it's to... definitely been gnawing at you. That has to get out. Yeah, and it's like I almost feel like I got to blast through this one to get back to fun, Jason. Right. You know, but that makes Jason sense, right... though. You know, yeah. I mean, it's every once in a while. And the thing is, Judgment Alley, that's almost 20 years old now. Like so that, it's not like I've gone to that years well. Old. I wrote that in 2005 or six. So, yeah. I'll say this about that, um, about that script for being that age. It's very timeless. So that's another good thing. You didn't date it. That's true. Which is yeah. great. That's that's like the first thing, in my opinion. Like whenever I write something, I don't I don't use lingo from the day. I don't use fads from the day to ta sure. to to date and stamp your movie. You know, like that's always like so scary to me. That's like one of the first things I'm. You know, when you talk about a film like Unfriended or something like that, you know, it's like you're sort of time stamping yourself like into that era to where it's like when, you know, just like when the tide changes, like the fads are onto something else. And it's like, people are going to be like, I don't even fucking care because it's unfriended. Well, we don't even do that anymore. We're onto right. this thing now, you know? So with, with judgment alley, it's very timeless and it's, it's very cool. It does not read like a script. That's that age. It reads as if you just had written it. Yeah. That's good. Very so fucking sure. talented writer, and I, you know, I hate the shit, but it's like you're really good at what you do, dude. Like, <laughs> I'm glad, you know. I'm just fucking I with you. Like, I, I just know you don't. You're not the biggest compliment guy, but I, I, I don't know what to do with it. I, I, I just know. I think you should and... just accept it and just be like, yeah, I know, I am good at what I do. And I, I'm, just, I'm trying to learn to just say thank you and accept it. You know. Yeah. Well, but it is fun though, you know, and and yeah, like I've never read anything of yours and been like yikes this needs a shitload of work you i've been judgment alley version two yeah well no that's just funny i was just like oh she's just like fucking she's she's just on her period <laughs> <laughs> it's like, so it's it's so it's not the speed two of uh it's my definitely no it's definitely not speed. <laughs> it's definitely not speed two i mean don't get me wrong i'm i'm just busting your balls a little bit but it's like it is still a fucking really good script, it, and it's still better than a lot of shit that's being produced today. Even you know the second one, the the, the female, you know, sure. driven one. Um, it's probably more pedestrian. Oh, it is for sure. You know, it, it's it, just it, it, yes, it, it that is for sure. More of just a straightforward paranormal. You no, know, the of the two, I, the first one definitely has more teeth. You know. Oh yeah. So I mean, the, I'll be honest with you. There was a couple of times in the first one. 
there was a few scenes that I I literally went, okay, wait. And I went back and I reread them again. Like I would read them like twice. Like a scene? Yeah, because I was like, this guy is fucking wow. Like shit's dark. Yeah. You no, know? It's, it's, it was nasty. Yeah, it was. It was, you know. And and I, I was honest with you. There, there, there was only one thing that I was like, ah, just change this and I think you'll be good. In the first one? Yes, in the first one. Like, I don't know if you remember okay. me saying what it was. Not off the top of my head. It was, it was just the gang. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I'm like, and it's just a minor tweak, and it's fucking solid. Oh, yeah, it's solid. Everything easy. else is just, it's, it's, it's fucking easy. fantastic. But. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah. No, for sure. I'm actually going to be sending you here one second. My allergies are still fucked. <laughs> like. You know, it, you're not going to be able to escape it, and you're you live there, and I live here. Of course, of course. You know, of course. so you've never been able to just acclimate to it, huh? No, no, no. Our trees don't turn the beautiful colors that yours does. Yeah, they just cool. turn like fucking shit brown. The leaves do, and then they just hang there, and <laughs> and then they'll blow around and like. It's dry as fuck, and you're breathing in this dusty, dirty, dead leaf, and you just feel like shit again. If yeah. you don't stay on top of your allergy meds, dude, you're, uh, oh my God. The last time I came out, I really fucked up. Yeah. Well, it's funny because Tina literally is like, as soon as we lock a date for the next trip, she's like, I'm setting reminders on my phone to where I can remind him once a day, take your fucking allergy meds before you get here. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, like literally the week before, just pop them, pop yep. them, pop them, pop yeah. them, and then... Yeah, because it takes a few know. days for them to get in your system and really start working. It does, and that's a really good point, because, yeah, I I had completely forgotten this last trip, and I had landed like... Bleh. Yeah. It just fucked me up the second I got off the plane. Yep. yep. You know, so that was that was rough, and we both lost our voices Yes, pretty, we did. Quick. That's the worst part about it. I could almost take sneezing and the runny nose and all that over losing your voice because yeah. there's not much tissues for the other ones losing your voice you got nothing exactly you can soothe it but you can't get your voice it back ain't coming back yeah it ain't no coming back. it doesn't matter coughing is just going to make it worse and yeah. so i really i was so disappointed that first week of our trip that yeah. that trip just because i was like I set us back a fucking week. Yeah, but, you know, we still worked out, it, you know. We did, but it was just, I'm like, I fucking voice. It's what I came here for. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of hard to so do mad. a talk show without a voice. Yeah. But, When yeah. it goes on YouTube, we'll just get someone to do sign language. <laughs> just us. We'll, we'll, we'll learn sign language, too. So. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just uh, something else I want to learn to do. We'll do sign language. So. Just flailing about. <laughs> it's like, this guy's having a fucking seizure. <laughs> they look like they're having fun when you watch like presidential debates. And Hell shit. yeah, they do. Or they're, they're on just the like, stage, like <laughs> calling out the craziest gangs all across the United States is what they're exactly. probably doing. I don't know. I don't know. But no, before I got sidetracked <laughs> with, um, you know, my, my whininess of allergies, I was going to say. I'm going to be sending you a couple of scripts this coming week to check Sweet. out. Sweet. Okay. You know, um, like one is like a, a, a paranormal ghost hunting show. Oh, I think I remember you saying something about that. Yeah. Sending that one to you. And then I'm going to be Ooh. sending you a anthology that I wrote. 
Oh, like a complete one. A complete anthology with the wraparound and, and like three stories and yeah. Oh, dude, that's right up my alley. I love it. Yeah, and and they're it's cool because they're all very different stories, which is really fun. That was very happy about that because that's the last thing you want is everything to be the same. Like when you're in, in an anthology movie, yeah. You know, no, the point of those are the variety. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. I think that's why I liked uh, the Satanic Hispanic so much. It's like, which the, I still need to see. Oh my god, you got to see it! It's it's such a a great movie. It's so much fun. It really is. Like we had, we had went with Mike Kruger to see it. Yeah, you know, and it was just like you're always so nervous about a anthology movie because they're more missed than they are hit. Big time. Yeah. Big time. And I was just like, oh my god, here we go. But then I, you know. The wraparound is really good. Okay. I was like, sweet. So you're in. I was in. I was in. Yeah. I was like, you get me with the wraparound. You hook me within the first five minutes. Okay, cool. The stories were fun. You know, they were really good. The fucking, oh my God, dude. The effects. Wow. Like the monsters. Really? Oh my God, dude. They are fucking good. Like they are scary looking. Like it's uh-huh. like the the monsters in the wraparound. Oh really? It was yes. They're not even like the story. No, the story monsters were they, they were they were cool. You know the the ones that had them were cool. But I mean, the wraparound. Oh my god, dude! Like you you really need to see this. Okay, so I think it's on Blu-ray now. Yeah, it's out. I I need to find it too. Yeah, I need to pick it up. Yeah, um, you really need to. Oh my god, just the. Those monsters, like, uh, I think it was uh, Norman Cabrera who did those makeup appliances. And, like, Norman is, like, I don't know if you're familiar with Norman or not, but Norman Cabrera has done some badass shit. Have you ever heard of the uh, the Ghastly ones? Yes. He's the singer, the Ghastly ones. Oh, no shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he just uh, he just does effects on the side? No, no. The, the Ghastly ones is on the side. The effects are, oh, are how he... His... Yeah. Uh... Okay, all right. Yeah, because I think, you know, he did, like, Drag Me to Hell. Um, oh, no shit. He worked on okay. Kill Bill, House of a Thousand Corpses, fucking had a lot of shit, like Little Nicky. Because I know he was working with uh, Christopher Nelson as well. Okay. Yeah, like, he's done, like, you know, lots of shit. Dust Till Dawn, fucking Gremlins 2, <laughs> Fright Night 2, Scarecrows, Coming to America, Summer School, like. No shit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I just, I looked him up. I know him. I absolutely know this He's guy. He's okay. fucking awesome. Like he is super. Just didn't know him by his name. Didn't ring a bell at first. I and I think the only okay. reason I was even so familiar with him is because, like I said, I, when I first started, I wanted to go the effects route. Yes. So I was like, you know, like in with the Botine and you know, and Baker and you know Norman Cabrera and you know all these guys. I was like fascinated by these guys. So I was trying to study oh their God. work. But he he's got he did a, uncredited work on summer school. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously the massacre scene. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, definitely did the massacre uh, scene. <laughs> definitely. Fucking. Oh, cool. The the subspecies sequels. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's a really fun. yeah. He's really fucking talented. But yeah, he did Satanic yeah, Hispanics. No, guy, and he's the shit. Wait till you see shit. these things he created. They're fucking insane. They're like I I swear to God, like in the theater, I was genuinely unnerved by these things. Really. They were fucking okay. terrifying. Like these, especially these two that he created. I was like, Jesus Christ, these are fucking scary. And it's just wraparound. Yep. That says a lot. Yes. 
Yeah, it it it's it, it's definitely an own. It's definitely a movie that it's it's shelf worthy. It's at uh, it's at Orbit DVD right now for fourteen ninety nine. Yeah, that's a get. I'm trying to get to Amoeba soon. So, I was curious, what was the last movie you saw before twenty twenty three in theaters? The Spider Man. Oh, the the animated one. Yeah, Across the Spider Verse. I still haven't watched that one. The second one, anyway. Yeah. Oh my god, fucking amazing. That's all I've heard, dude, is oh, that it's just it you on your ass. It does. It was so it fucking good. It packs a punch, I heard, too. What was that? It packs a punch, I heard, too. Yes, like it does. Yes, it, it really does. So, actually, those are the last two movies that I remember seeing in the theater. Um, I did I, pick up Spider-Man. I have that upstairs. Okay. you. It, it's definitely so. a watch. But, because, um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a theater goer. I love the whole... I love going to the theater, but I'm also... A snob. I want it to be something that I really want to see. Like, well, I know people that they go see anything. Yeah. But, uh, you know, when you get married and have kids and all that good stuff, you, the money situation tightens up. Yeah. I've gotten to the point now where I either really have to see it for myself or if the kids want to go, I'll take them. I've gotten to the point where I need, for the theater especially, I need the spectacle. I need something loud, um, big. You know, it's like back in the day, I would have gone to see 12 Angry Men. Fine. Right. Now you want like a high concept thing. I need something big and loud and worth the the sound system and everything. You know, I want want to go for the experience. And that's where you're, that's where, of course, our horror movies come in. Of course, your Marvel, DC. But that's been me lately is I've been, I take the kids and everyone, obviously I like them too, but I'll take the kids to the superhero shit. And then uh, usually me and my oldest will go see scary stuff. That's cool. You know, the horror films. The last two I went and seen was The Exorcist Believer, I think it was called. Okay. Which I I wasn't crazy about, unfortunately. Mm. I was just, I was bummed by that one. Not the worst Exorcist sequel. It just, after so long and bringing back legacy characters and stuff, could have been better. There was nothing redeeming about it, like even like the effects or the the, the makeups. The makeups are right. There's a couple of shots that are really creepy, and, but unfortunately, you've seen them. You know, it's like in the preview. There's a creepy shot of the two girls possessed who are tied to chairs back to back, and there's that shot where their heads are both kind of leaned back and they're chanting or something. And right. the makeup looked appropriately exorcist-like. It just looked good for what it was instead of oh god damn I get you that. get a good look at linda blair in the old one and you're like i'm not fucking with that you know <laughs> what i mean but now but now everyone's doing that so that, that just became the template for possession yeah they just kind of look it's almost like batman when they go Did you, what do you think batman does he look cool in this movie and i'm like he looks like batman you he, he did it you know <laughs> mission accomplished so, so it's yeah it's the same thing in fact i'll i'll, I'll go a step further and say the scariest possession makeup I've been seeing lately have been like evil dead rise. Okay. Which I did see. Did you finally see that? Jesus Um, Christ, dude. (laughs) The mom, especially the makeup was terrifying. Yep. And it's like, these, these deadites don't even look like the ones we grew up with. No, they do not. They're scary as hell. And I, I was like, when evil last year, when evil dead rise was a scarier movie than a exorcist sequel, you guys dropped the ball on the exorcist side. I'm sorry. Especially but, for uh, that history of the exorcist, you know, just and that's what I mean. I, I almost feel like at this point, just 
I know you're using the name and I know you're nobody goes into these saying I'm going to make a shitty exorcist movie and there are there's elements in that movie that I really liked like um for one thing having two possessed girls that's fucked up yeah nobody really does that where it's like oh god we gotta we gotta battle two of them that was good um and I like the fact that because it's two of them and it's such a dire situation four or five people of different faiths working together to exercise these demons. So instead of just your your typical Catholic priest who walks in and, you know, holds the rosary up and does his thing, you have, I, I believe, um, a Buddhist. I think you have a witch doctor. You even have an atheist in the room, someone who doesn't believe in God. And just, it was kind of cool because it could have went a route where everyone's just arguing, well, my God said to do this, or my God said, it. no, instead, when one person's thing didn't work, they turn to the Catholic and go, well, you're, you're up. What can we do? Yeah. If that didn't work, they turn to the, the other person. All right, man, what, you know, what, what do you want me to do to help you do that? And it was just the teamwork involved in religion where it's such a touchy subject and everyone's so tribal about it. Right. It was kind of nice to see all these ideologies trying to work together for a common goal. So in that regard, it was written pretty good. It was kind of a positive, but um, overall it just wasn't scary. And that's, you can't make an exorcist movie and it not be scary. It's gotta be a scary movie. And it just, it just felt very pedestrian and typical and just didn't do it for me. Well, I'm going to watch it now. Thanks to you. Please do. Cause I want to know, I want to know what you think too. Because you've seen you've seen all of them up to this point, right? I mean, yes, is there I any have. sequel? No, I've just seen okay. them all. Yeah, I've seen them all. Even yeah. both versions of uh, the fourth. I sure did. Uh, okay, <laughs> I sure did. <laughs> okay, so yeah, you you got you got plenty to hold it up against. I so. do have plenty to hold it up against, and that's why when I first saw the trailer and I saw the Ellen Burstyn character, and then just like the hints of the the theme, I was like, they're doing it right. I was so fucking excited because I was like, they're hitting all of the plot points for the audience. Like, fuck yeah, this is going to be an exorcist movie. Absolutely. That was my exact thought too. And uh, I I feel like they did her dirty. That is so bad, dude. That is so fucking bad. Yeah. You know, like I said, watch it and uh, let me know what you think. Okay. Yeah, uh, no, I will for sure. Out of a possible TV guide, four out of four, I yeah. give it a two. Okay. Obviously, that's not the worst. It's just it was okay. Yeah, yeah. I get it. And I, 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 did, I didn't want to come out of that thinking it's okay. Yeah. You know. For sure. Meanwhile, two three months before, I'm walking out of Evil Dead Rise like holy fucking shit. You know, now and after seeing <laughs> Evil Dead Rise, I was so, I was so upset I didn't see it at the theater. Oh, dude, the, the Deadite Spider alone. Oh what my god, yeah, I was so like, fucking upset I didn't see that. That is a dude, some, mm. some of the shit in that movie was nuts. Yes, it was it like, was. oh my god. Yes, that it was. was. Next no, they took the fucking gloves off for this movie. Yes. They knew what they were doing. And that's why I was like, okay, great. Exorcist, they're going to do the same shit. You know? Like, right. they're going to do the same thing. They're going to fucking, yeah, they're really going to fucking pull all the punches and really give it to us. I almost wonder if my opinion of Exorcist would have been different if I hadn't seen Evil Dead first. Right now, after not, you know, having not seen The Exorcist, but uh-huh. listening to what you say and listening to other people, I'm going to say probably, yeah. Probably would have felt the same. It, yeah, I think you would have felt the same. I really do. Maybe. Like, I just, it just sounds like the movie just didn't deliver. No, it just didn't. No. You don't take, a, you don't take 
something like The Exorcist and just phone it in. It's the same with like Jaws. I mean, at this point, if you're going to make another Jaws movie, you better knock it out of the fucking park. Yeah. Because you have a litany of mostly dislike sequels that came out after the fact. Same with The Exorcist. You know, uh, it doesn't exactly have a great track record. But uh, if anyone's going to touch an IP that's that revered, you better come out swinging, dude. Right. Well, here's the thing. Like, I was looking at the guy, uh, the guy that wrote uh, Believer Uh with uh, David Gordon Green. Yeah. His background is not horror. Really? It's uh, Broken Diamonds, Camp X-Ray, Take Me Home Tonight, Imagine That, Game Plan. Oh, wow. But these are things that he's worked on, you know. That's the Peter Sattler guy? Yeah. I don't know. That's that's kind of already like, that's a bad Hmm. decision to bring someone in. That's not their background. Right. And he, and it makes you wonder if it was a hired gun because he doesn't even look like Who's Sattler. Either... He looks like he doesn't even have a background with David Gordon Green. That's what I mean. Like if he, yeah, if he's not even friends with David Gordon Green or maybe McBride, maybe, I don't know, but I don't know. It kind of seems like one of those studio things where they're just like, they, they open a door and be like, you're a writer. You, you come in here. <laughs> you, you're going to write this show. Yeah. You ever, you ever seen an Exorcist movie? No, that's fine. Perfect. Just sit down. <laughs> You got a laptop? Oh, okay, you, you're qualified. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're qualified. Um, I will say the last, the very last movie I did see at the theater was uh, Godzilla Minus One. Oh, fuck. See, that's another one Have I you missed. Heard? I fucking missed it. Bro. Uh, did I talk to you about this one? You did. Um, Kruger did. Um, there was someone else that did, and I was just... It was so good. If that's it being the last movie I saw at the theater, I went out on a high because that was really, really, really good. Fuck. And Godzilla is probably, in my opinion, never been scarier. What? Just the design of him, his face and everything. And it's obviously we're we're beyond the guy in a rubber suit era, but it's like we've seen rubber suits that, oh, they changed his face a little bit. He looks a little meaner, this, that, the other. This Godzilla looks so pissed that humans exist. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. There's a scene where he's chasing a fishing boat, not even like a warship or anything. <laughs> okay. It's a fishing boat. So it's like it's nothing for him to just swallow it up, right? Yeah. He's swimming after it. And the way that they've got him, half of his head is above the water. And it looks he, they basically made it look like a gator. He's okay. got that like that. He's got that back and forth swimming kind of thing. Yeah. But he's coming at them with his mouth wide open and his eyes look so full of hate <laughs> that I'm like, I'm just looking at it like you guys are fucked. Wow. You're so fucked. And it's like, I've never thought that with Godzilla. Godzilla's just, he's Godzilla. You yeah. know, you go in and you, he's just going to, he's going to roar and knock over buildings and you're going to get what you paid for. Yeah. This one, I was scared of Godzilla. I was like, you guys woke up something really angry this time, you know, and it's a period piece. It literally takes place just after the bombing of uh, the Hiroshima. Oh, no kidding. Okay. Yeah. This is, so it's not today. It's in fact, it's, it takes place even before the original 1954 Godzilla. Well, it seems like I really fucked up because (laughs) When I found out they were, you know, that it was coming out, I did no research. I watched no trailers because I was like, no one's going to do it right. So I don't even care because I'm such a huge Godzilla fan. And I was like, no, I, I literally just, I shut it out of my life because I didn't want, I didn't want anything to do with it because that the last one, 
I was disappointed. Fan of the MonsterVerse ones? I just no. You know, like I mean, no? I'm I'm just again, I am that rubber suit guy though. I am. Okay. You know, so you're a purist. Huh? Yes. Yes. Sure. Those are the ones that I watch. Those are the ones that I collect. Sure. You know, I mean, I remember going to the the Matthew Broderick one and <laughs> so close to walking out. Oh wow! Because I was like, this doesn't even look like Godzilla. He doesn't. It looks he... like some fat Komodo dragon looking thing. <laughs> like it's not even Godzilla. No, and I, I could see what they were doing. He had more of like your sand gecko type. You know, he didn't look like a dinosaur. Right. It's just a big fucking lizard. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna piss you off. I'm gonna piss off everybody. I actually don't mind that movie at all. Oh, I think really? It's fun. Yeah. Is it now? Is it the story? Just because it's it's fun? It's a popcorn play. There's no messages. There's no. It's just big monster wrecking shit, and there's some laughs thrown in. Half the cast of the fucking Simpsons is in it. You know what I mean? Right. It's, it's just it was goofy popcorn shit. Yeah. That I just didn't mind. It was big and loud and stupid, and I kind of enjoyed it, but I didn't. I don't know why I never really looked at it as a Godzilla flick. And I think that's why I shut it out because I, because the Godzilla design, because everyone does. I should, because everybody hates it. Yeah. yeah. Mine. The only reason I hate it is because of the, the design. It's not the cast. Like it's not. No, the cast is solid. I love Jean Renault. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hank is areas of fucking riot. Yeah. You know, had they just um, stuck to a key Godzilla design. Right. I just but, wasn't yeah, a fan I don't know. of it. People, I remember, to me, a lot of the things that people nitpicked was, you know, certain buildings didn't fall or he did this. No, I'm see, like, yeah, for I'm one not, thing, it, yeah. it's a giant fucking Godzilla movie. Who <laughs> yeah, cares? You yeah. know. When yeah. you nitpick about that shit, I'm like, you're just you're just being a critic. Whatever. Yeah, now, yeah, now but, you're looking um, for shit to bitch about is what it was. Right. Whereas when I went and seen it, I was laughing at most of the jokes I was surprised that even with Godzilla dead, suddenly we're like, oh shit, he's got a bunch of eggs in yeah. Madison Square Garden. So now you've got like all these little Godzillas running around yeah. eating people. And I'm like, this is kind of solid. I actually had fun with it. I'm going to get crucified for saying it when this hits <laughs> the air, but I just, I didn't mind. I, I feel like I'm so easy to please when it comes to kaiju flicks that I just, I go in like, okay, just give me destruction they all kind of deliver i wanted toho sure that's what i I wanted that's what i wanted like now now could you imagine like a toho godzilla in that story oh yeah well jesus christ if they use the one from this last movie it's perfect oh yeah it would have yeah it would have still it'd still be getting played to this day for sure yeah but no it was at the time what was it 97 98 dead of summer popcorn i was in Let's just fucking do it. Yeah. So I, I didn't have a problem with it. I, I am a fan of the MonsterVerse flicks. Yeah. Um, Godzilla, for me, Godzilla King of the Monsters. No, those uh, are fun. Those are very fun. Dude, they, they, they really I've are. Been, I mean, I have them all. I had been dying to see a big budget version of King Ghidorah. And he was scary. They did a great job with him. Mothra was dope. Rodan was dope. That one to me is probably the most fun out of that series. Well, I feel like it was, it was like Toho with a budget. Yeah. And it just, it didn't, I don't know. I, I, to me, I was waiting 
years for a, a, a good King Ghidorah. Like, to me, that was what I went to that one for. I was like, I got to see what they do with the three-headed fucking dragon. Dude. This is going to be great. <laughs> Again, I may, maybe it's just the love I had for Godzilla was like Saturday morning watching Godzilla movies. Oh, and same. it was those yeah, Toho movies. So I was like, I became that purist. And it was like, I would only collect the Toho. Oh, sure. You yeah. know, so it's like, uh, maybe, I don't know. I fucked up. I can tell you that. I fucked up by not going and seeing this last one. Oh, the minus. Yeah. That one was just, it was great, dude. Really great. No, I definitely um, fucked up. <laughs> so. and even the reason you know it's a damn good movie is you could have taken Godzilla out and you still had a compelling human story. Oh, wow. See? Okay. Um, because so it's the, written the, well then, huh? Extremely. Because the main guy, the main character, he's a kamikaze pilot who basically pussied out. So he returns to Hiroshima and everyone's looking at him like, you didn't die for your country? Fuck you. Oh. So he's this disgraced soldier who, you know, it's the only place in the world where you're actually shunned for not dying. Like here, here in America, you come home from the war and you're showered with praise and, you know, your family's so glad to see you. His relatives, when he got home, was like, you shouldn't be here. You're a disgrace. Even with Godzilla out of the picture, it's a story about him trying to redeem himself from feeling like a coward. Wow. It's just a really compelling story. And um, so you've got that on top of the fact that Godzilla's trouncing through tokyo and shit now yeah. you know so Jeez, it was just no, okay. it was a, i gotta i gotta see this movie it's a great movie yeah, it's yeah a great i gotta movie. see this movie i mean because I, really I can i can i can relate to that because in, in anytime i do come home from i don't if it's the gas station the store my family they are like why are you here you're a disgrace like you should be dead <laughs> why are you back here <laughs> mm. it was uh it was good talking to you it was uh it was informative, you you know, I guess. I, I don't know. Yeah, you know, kind of kind of another aimless episode, but we, we touched on shit. I fucked up by not seeing Godzilla. I fucked up by not seeing Evil Dead in the theater. And yeah. now I, I do want to see The Exorcist. I am curious about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I want to know what you think of that one for sure. I will watch it and let you know what I think. Please do. And I need to find out when Godzilla minus zero is hitting DVDs. Yeah, so I, I do can... too. Cause I definitely want to see this Godzilla minus one. Sorry. Yeah. Right now I don't see any dates. So, okay. It can't be too long though. The turnaround on these is usually pretty quick. So sweet. Hell yeah. It was good talking to you. Yes. I look forward to the next one. Yes. We'll get a, we'll, we'll get a solid topic to stick to. Yeah. Go back to our original format and harp about something and just stick to that something. Definitely. Because I, I do have a question to pose to you on the next show that I think would be. Oh, sweet. But hey, you know, we haven't seen each other in months. The fans got to know we got to catch up too. Exactly. You know? We don't learn stuff about each other from all the memes we send back and forth. No, basically we just learn each other's sense of humor and that's that's old news by now. <laughs> that's old news. We're both sure. a couple of fucking idiots. And, you know. <laughs> I will agree with you on that. All right, man. Well, until next time. See you guys.